All right, all right. Hey guys, we are Fred and Andressa, and this is your Methodology Mondays. So guys, welcome and happy Monday. I hope you guys had a great weekend and we're going to have also a great week ahead of us. So today, we are going to talk about three tips to improve your leading and following. These three tips is something that we don't hear uh, being said so often. Of course, that we have tons and tons and tons and tips and concepts on lead and follow. Uh, we already know that we have to keep a good connection. We already have classes for frame for a lot of things. But today we are bringing three tips for you guys that we think is going to be really helpful and most of times are taken for granted. It's true. We are going to try to do our best here to try to deliver to you some things that sometimes we just like, we know how they are, but we end up not using it. Then we worry about some other specific things or more complicated things. And when we have simple ways to fix everything. Right. So with more further ado, let's uh, start with our first topic. So our first tip to improve your lead and follow, which is take advantage of your body placement and positioning on space. So the tip is more rega uh, related to the leader's uh, actions, right? So what they have to do, but also we're going to talk a little bit on how we read that, okay? How do we use their body placement or where they are on space or their body positioning to understand what we have to do and what we have to follow. Yeah. Okay. So there are some situations in which you, you may feel like, okay, uh, I'm trying to force or I need to make some effort sometimes, you know, like to make the follower respond to my leading or to do exactly what I want. And sometimes just because you are not in the correct position or you don't have the, the proper body placement, you end up relying on your frame a lot. And then you end up dancing. Okay, sometimes you make it work, you fix it. But the thing is that it's not so pleasurable as it could be because you end up making kind of an effort to make things work. So when you have the, the possibility to make sure that you're going to be in the right position and then your body is speaking way more than your hands and your arms, things get easier. And then the following gets much, much more fluid and there is no effort. The follower um, has no doubts about like what to do. And for you, it's just like, you know, uh, flowing all the time and then you just connect and it feels way better. So it's uh, all about being in the right place in the right time. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's what we are talking about here in this topic. So being in the right place in the right time and with the right body positioning, uh, avoid a lot of unnecessary frame leading. As Freddie said, sometimes we relied a lot in the frame connection and sometimes this can create a little bit of what we call over leading. It doesn't yeah. mean, it, it doesn't have anything to do with like be, having an assertive lead or a precise lead. It's just like some efforts that you not necessarily had to do uh, either to lead or to understand. So it makes things much more comfortable for the follow because if I follow the defaults and the concepts that we use, for example, as like always trying to return to your partner. Yeah. If I'm 
paying attention to where he is going or where his chest is pointing or how he is placing his weight, it tells me a lot where I have to go, where my body has to point and where should I transfer my weight. So take advantage of that as well and leaders, take advantage of that to be a mobile dancer. A while ago, we started to have a trend in Brazilian Zouk that the leaders would be very stationary. Yeah. So they would be stopped most of the time, only leading with their arms and hands, and they follow moving around and doing the most of the hard work, right? That's fine if that's your jam, that's okay, that's not a problem, it's not a matter of right or wrong, but if you want to dance more yourself, not only be someone that moves the follow, using your placement on space and your body positioning, so we're talking about two things here, right? where you are on space so where you putting yourself in the dance floor you are controlling directions and how you are positioning your own body is your weight more towards your right is your chest rotated enough to the direction you want your follow to go how you are positioning your body so two different things here for you to take advantage of this makes your dance your personal dance much better because you're gonna move more you're gonna also develop your body awareness not only working with your arms and frame to lead your follow right so if this is something that we're looking for also to improve your personal dance take advantage on this technique yeah guys the one thing that you do better it's gonna um it's gonna result in a lot of other things working better you know as andressa said once you put yourself in the right position you already start defining lines direction everything precisely and clear because when the lead it's not clear you end up having problems because the little doubt that the follower have when you give the stimulus to do something she may double think like is it here or but it could be there too and then that's the that's the issue happening already and then by your placement you could fix that we can try to show a few examples of yeah course. we can give yeah. you a very very simple example oh. of course that the concept goes way deeper than that yeah. but we're gonna start from the beginning okay and remember guys of course they're like leading and following it's a big subject that we have so many things to address but as we said in the beginning these are the three things that we feel that people take for granted and they could solve a lot of the other issues that happen okay so let's let's try to let's show them a little bit what to how it works myself in front of her and then i make sure she comes to me but then for example if i'm here prepared she's ready to go that way see to prepare but then i move myself i move myself to another direction and then the only thing i do is you see to place myself now in front of her here in the same line she was before and then she will know that this is how much she needs to turn to face me back you know so it's different than if i do like this and then by the hand i bring her to me see i make her complete the entire turn and then i bring her by the frame so it's a lot more effort to me it's much harder for me to to move from my point a to my point b and for her it's just an uncomfortable way to get there because Everything could happen the same way by her doing just one step and people like she does in the lateral. See, I take her there, but then I move myself here. Then she does like stepping pivot. 
that's it. The only thing I do is I make sure that I have my hand on her back, so we continue dancing fine, you know? So, follows. Here, uh, I'm following where he is on space with the attempt of reconnect and go back to my partner all the time. So you see that in the two variations, my footwork will change a little bit. And what tells me which footwork I'm going to choose if I'm going to go transfer, step all the way to the back and return forward if my leader is right here. If he starts to move to this direction, I know that one lateral, one step in pivot, is enough for the Jesus okay? Because he's moving away. So if I keep this concept in mind, I want to reconnect with my partner, I understand where he is and I understand which footwork to choose for my Jiro So there are many many situations guys that just the body positioning tells everything. I will just give you a little a little different example. So when we are doing this kind of thing here, you see, she's doing her lateral. I'm just going to see a little bit behind her, but then I want to change direction. Then it's instead of bringing the frames and then make her change everything, she goes, you rely a lot on the frame. It would be much easier if I just place my body on the way. You see, she's going to lock it out. The moment I place myself on the way, she can no longer come this direction. And then as I'm moving towards the, the front side, my chest is also pointing there. So then she sees where to go. And now she sees where to go. And now she sees where to go. And then my chest is all the time showing where to go, you see? And then when you when you realize you are doing no effort, no effort, it's just flowing from one place to the other, and your leading is getting really clear, her following is getting really clear because she understands immediately there is no double thoughts, there is no doubt, and there is no effort. So then we can flow in this dance way better. Yes, guys, so these were like two examples from uh, the basic movements from the fundamental movements, things that we teach in the beginning of the course, just for you guys to understand what we are talking about, about, about body placement yeah. and uh, body positioning as well. So, let's get closer to them again. Right, so then we are back close to you guys. So, one more time, this is not about the, the movement, this is uh, about just the concept, so you understand what we are talking about when we say when we say uh, body positioning right so we are just placing ourselves strategically in one certain uh, spot so we make the follower understand us a little bit better what to do without um, make so much use of the arms and hands not relying too much on the frame so those were just simple examples of course there are many others but i think you got the point right yeah so the second one is something that is extremely, extremely important and also sometimes you take for granted, which is have your defaults extremely clear. Sometimes we get so focused on learning the movement that we don't realize which is our default. So I really want to understand how I have to be led to do something or what I should do. And I'm talking about a little bit more the follows perspective now. But my main concern should be uh, being very aware of my defaults as a follow and keep and try and keep my defaults at all times. And everything else apart from my default movements should be led 
of course, if you're not talking about like in a moment that I am uh, free to style or using styling, when I'm doing the regular moves, make sure that you are aware of what is your default. Uh, so you can understand when this default should change. Yeah, this uh, knowing the default is something that's going to be crucial, okay? Um, it's very often that we get questions like this, for example, when we are teaching some certain movement and then we say how things should work by the default and then we get a question like this. Yeah, but what if I do the movement and the follower doesn't do that? Then of course, yes, it's a really, real, really valid question. But the thing is, if, the, if you try, I think that that's the thing. In, since the introduction of the song, since the embrace, the start of the dance, you start to get to feel and understand what you can request from that follower. Because you get to see the level of the follower a little bit better. And then of course that maybe she knows a little, uh, the follower knows a little bit more than you expect or a little bit less. But you get the idea a little. Then of course you try. And then you see that the follower doesn't respond by the default. So then she waits for you for everything. You already realize that there are informations missing from one side. Then the, your option is, okay, you may fix that to carry on and keep the dance going, but you may think twice now if you wanna keep doing things that require this kind of control, because you're gonna have to fix it all the time. So then the answer for this kind of question is like, of course, you may fix it because you were caught by surprise. Although if you had the idea since the beginning that you shouldn't go that way, just don't go because you're going to have an issue. And then once you have the issue, just try not to get there again. You see, like go around, use other things, you know, like dance with different movements, different patterns. But the thing is that this default is going to define a lot of things. We as leaders, we make the mistake sometimes in overleading, as Andresa mentioned in the beginning. And followers sometimes, they make the, the mistake of overdoing things. You know, like they predict, they guess, they get in automatic mode, which is something really natural. Following is not easy at all. You know, if it was easy, anyone could do it. And it's, you see that it requires some study and some practice to follow well, because it's a lot of things to manage, you know. And everyone comes in a different way, every leader, it's different, one's more, some more present, some other not that present, someone's rough, someone super light. So it's a lot of adjustment. But the, it's important that you know the default. So then once the default is there, we have very little work to make the, the leading and the following work. Yeah, guys. So for example, I'm going to say a few default concepts that we have here. For, uh, we have the lateral, the stepping pivot of the lateral, as a default, as a second basic step, uh, almost, you know? So once I'm put into a lateral, I'm gonna keep that step and pivot with space between my feet all the time. So I never step back and I never put my feet together unless I have a clear leading for that. So this, when the leader is on the lateral and he wants to prepare me for the bonus, I don't open, I don't do a open abertura by myself right? I keep my lateral unless I feel a clear uh, change of energy and leading for me to do an opening or a abertura, 
right? So this is one default that is very important. If I'm doing a viradinha, I'm keeping my step and pivot. It's the same thing as a lateral. I don't put my feet together. If I put my feet together, I'm getting away from my partner. If he comes towards me, then I'm going to step back. This is a leading with body placement and body positioning. He's coming towards me, right? So this tail is to step to the back. If, if I'm not let to step to the back, I'm going to keep my step and pivot always in the attempt to return to my partner. So aiming to go forward. So this is a default that I, we ha always have in our mind. For example, in head movements, we always recover from a neutral position. So if I'm coming here, and I arrive in my neutral. This is the moment that I want to regain my natural position, which is standing up with the head up. So default, I always want to remain or go back to my natural position. So to leave this position, I have to be led. And, and every time I reach a neutral point, I'm ready to return. So I don't need a very strong frame lead to bring my head up. I know that I'm in the point to bring it up. Yeah, this right? is certain. This is something that sometimes, like, it's very often that we have a lot of questions and confusions about this, because like once the follower gets into a contraction and then the head goes down, now you need to wait when it's the moment to bring the head up, and then sometimes we see the follower like this for a while until the leader does something like this with the hand or with the frame, and then she brings the head up. But then comes to the point that what Anderson was saying. You want to remain or go back to your natural state, which is standing up. So once you get into the, you were standing up, you were vertical. Then you were put into a position that got out of that vertical position. So you went to a contraction, your head went down. Then you don't have any more stimulus to keep yourself there. You don't have any block on top of you to stay down there. You don't have any block uh, uh, from, resistance uh, down. or resistance down yet to keep you in that contraction. Then you want to go back to your natural state. You don't stay there until the leader decides to bring you up. Because if the leader sets you free, or he sets himself free, and start doing some free dance there, you're going to be with the head down like this, waiting for him until he comes back. No, so you want, you want to get up. You just don't get up if you have an information to keep you down. So this is the default, you know, like you are always trying to stay standing or you want to go back to the standing position, right, with the head up. So that's why you, you need to have an information not to be this way, okay? Otherwise, you always want to get back to this way. And then, of course, we have the moments to get back, okay? It's not like in any, in any position you just get back, right? Because mm -hmm. then you have all the respect of the alignments of the, the spine and all these things. We have this recovery position, that when we call the contraction, when we are here with the spinal line, and then you can just, you know, roll up in a safe way. So these defaults are really important to understand and know, okay? That's why um, sometimes we hear that for some experienced dancers, followers, when they dance other dances and they say like, oh, if you know how to lead, I can dance. Yes, it's true until a certain part. You can dance until a certain level. After that, you cannot dance anymore because you need to know your part because otherwise I will give you the stimulus you need, but you don't know how to behave in that. You don't know the rules. You don't know the fundamentals of this dance. It's another thing, you know? So it's something new. It's important that both sides know how to do uh, things and know the default. 
Yeah, so again, defaults are very important and we do have them in Brazilian Zoo, right? We do have a few sets of defaults yeah. that for me to be uh, moved out of that state, I need to be led. And for me to go back to that state, not necessarily I need a frame hand leading because it's already my goal to go back to my natural position or to recover from a movement that took me out from that natural position. So, yeah. should we show an example? Let's do this. Yes. So, we're going to show one example for you guys to, for this to be a little bit more clear. Let's do this. So, for example, we have, we have many, many um, movements that this happened, okay? So, for example, in this situation here, let me do like this. We are, for example, doing a lateral here, and then I'm going to bring her into a contraction. See, I bring her here, and then I put her into a contraction and this circular movement. See, like, everybody has seen this kind of movement. Then I let her pass her all the way. Then I bring her, I'm going to bring her now to a neutral position here that we call recovery position, so her spine is aligned. And then I will transfer my weight to the left, you see? So I bring her up into this preparation to go. So then, as I count on her, knowing her default, which is, as soon as I take the hand here out of her body, which means like there is no more blood, and my left hand, it's not resisting, not, not creating resisting, uh, resistance to keep her down, I expect her to bring this head up. See, and then we can do it. So that's the thing, if, if I'm keeping this, if I'm keeping this, yes, the follower should stay down, okay? If I take this out, but I'm creating resistance here, yes, I'm telling her to stay. Then when I release here, I'm counting on her to come up, okay? So that's why I have a lot of information here going by keeping the pressure, right? I keep the pressure on her body so she feels that I'm in control. Once I get here and I take it away, Okay, she's gonna neutralize, so then we can carry on and go. So this is one, one option, okay? We have these ones that it's often seen too uh, in the pod, is like when the leader comes here and then breaks the follower down. And then here comes the issue, because we often see also this, the leader's doing this. See like, pa with the frame, which is not necessary if we work with the default. Okay, once, as we said, I expect her to count on keeping herself standing or going back to it, once I don't keep resistance down here by the frame, just by my legs, you see, standing up, I count on her coming up too, okay, and then we can carry on. So, this is the thing, I'm not supposed to bring her up, I'm supposed to bring her down because I take, her, I take her out of her natural state. Then, when I release all the, the resistance, everything that was keeping her down, I count her coming up. Then the only thing I need to do is to control how fast. You see, like, if it's sharp, if it's something slowly, so then you will release it slowly, you will do everything slower, or you're just gonna leave everything a little bit quicker, and then you make sure you are well connected, so she feels, you know, everything, and feels the speed. So now a very simple one. We are gonna be doing a lateral here, right? So if he wants to take me to a bonus or anything, and he just leave one of the hands, I'm gonna keep my default. I should not by any means do a abertura here or a opening because See. I have no information to do that. 
right? And then he can walk around, he can do a saltinho, he can do a lateral redondo, and I'm gonna just keep my default, which is a lateral, until I have another information, right? So to be taken out of my default, then I need a very clear information that, okay, this is going to change, right? So that's why our defaults are one of the most important things to be aware in our lead and follow situation. Right, so this is really often, something that happens really often. You let the hand go, the follower opens because of a habit, much more than anything else. It's a pure habit, okay? But as Andressa showed, you keep yourself in the lateral until something makes it change. Okay, otherwise you get out of your default. And then once she opens, I cannot keep going uh, with what I was doing because it starts changing my plan completely because you are all the time breaking the flow. Okay, so every time you make a preparation, every time you do something that gets out of this default, you tend, you have the chance to break the flow. Okay, which of course is fixable, but it's not what was planned, right? So one more time, this is a, it's a little thing that if you guys mind about it, since uh, uh, both my leading and her following, it's gonna be much easier for both sides and the dance is gonna get much more fluid and easier. Effortless. Effortless and the only things, the only efforts that you do are the efficient ones to do the moves that you need to make them to work. So let's get closer for the last topic. So guys, let us, let us know if you have any questions about it, okay? So we can let you guys uh, know also if you need some clarification. So we are going to go to the last one, and this one is tricky, okay? Yeah. Uh, but it's <laughs> like, make sure you understand the concepts and defaults of the opposite role. Right? So when you understand the techniques that are involved in the opposite roles movement, uh, it gets much easier for you to lead or follow that particular movement, right? Because you don't really have to be able to physically perform that movement, but it's very good if you understand what is involved in the execution of that movement. Right, and here I think every one of us were already guilty at some point <laughs> that when the information is start to be directed too much to one role, we start to fly out of the class and think about other yeah. stuff and maybe have a look at our phones because that information is not really for me. I don't, I'm a leader, I don't need to know how to do a head movement, right? So no. I will just like grab a sip of water and not really pay too much attention to it or like, you know, I'm not gonna need the information, but that's not the case, right? You're gonna be the one leading that head movement. You're gonna be the one responsible for making that movement to be initiated in the first place when we are talking about passive head movements, right? So it's very important that you understand how it works, even if you don't physically uh, knows how to do, right? I would say, guys, especially the leaders that are watching here, I would say that whenever, whenever the teacher is addressing things specifically for the follower, it's much more important that you understand it than even the follower. 
<laughs> because like the follower has to understand it, of course. But if you understand even better than them, you can help them to make this work. Because like, as, as Andres said, you are, uh, you, you think, okay, this is for the followers, so I'm gonna go to the restroom or gonna drink some water. And then you start missing everything. And then now the follower understood what, what they have to do. You don't, you don't know. See, like you missed the, you missed the explanation, you mixed the, mixed, uh, missed the concepts, and then you didn't understand anything. So now, then now you try to do it, but you don't understand how you should do things to get to that point. Okay, because although we are explaining things for the leaders too, once the follower doesn't behave in the expected way, you don't know what to do to help them because you don't know what they have to do, right? So it's extremely important. And, and don't get this wrong. You don't have to know how to dance as a follower. Yes. You leader don't have to learn how to dance as a follower. You don't need to become a good follower. You don't even need to take classes as a follower. You just need to understand how things work on the follower side. Just okay. pay attention to pay the attention. information because it's going to be useful yeah. for you as well. The same thing the other way around, okay? You follower, you don't need to start leading. You don't need to learn how to lead. And you don't need to become a leader to understand what the leader has to do. Once you understand what is the technique applied to the leaders, what, is, what are the concepts, what they are supposed to do so you react the correct way, you also start knowing when things mess up, if it was your fault, or if it was from the leader. And then you can, you, you can for example, stop criticizing yourself like, ah, I never do this right, I always mess up, everybody I dance, I mess up or something. No, you can see like, okay, I did it correctly, but he messed up a little bit here and there. And then if you guys practice together, you can also like feed, give feedback to each other. Like, I think you should do this a little bit more this way with me. So then I can do my part. You know, and then you guys yeah. can exchange this information. So, for example, when Freddie's talking about like making exercises or talking about the leader's chest rotation, me as a follow would benefit from paying attention to it yeah, a course. lot and understanding how their chest works because I get a lot of information from my lead's chest. So, where it's rotating, how it's rotating, which which direction it is pointing, is going to tell me a lot about what to do. So, it's good if I have this information myself as well, rather than being focused only, only on what I had to do. So, we get a little bit out of our heads, understand the other role, and make the leading and follow much more understandable between us. That's the thing, guys. Uh, this is like, it's, it's not a technique or... A concept or something that we would say like oh yeah this is uh, the secret of leading and following or something like this what is happening and no ways to fix it yeah guys so those were our three tips for today to help you improve your lead and follow let us know if you tried them out their results if they help you let us know as well if you want us to go more on this topic because we brought only three tips and there's yeah. thousands of things that we could go on and on here talking to you guys about leading and followers friends said in the beginning is a very very wide uh topic that we can uh divide in many many different layers so we brought only three points that we found that it was key points for you to start improving your lead and follow if you are looking for ways to improve that and of course guys as we are here like in the in the idea of sharing uh let us know also in the comments you know like uh the other things you guys experience in leading and following the other 
tips that you find useful to apply because everyone, all the viewers that see and read your comments, they can benefit from your experience as well, besides what everything we are saying here. Okay, so it's very nice when we can see that you guys are sharing your thoughts, sharing your things, and then people contribute, and then we make the whole community just uh, evolve better with more quality and more understanding on the dance floor. So guys, uh, we are going to wrap up for today. Thanks a lot for being with us for one more Methodology Monday, and we are back next week. So Make sure you guys hit the like button, you guys subscribe, and you guys share. So then more people can reach the content and then we can try to access more people and you help the movement to go on and on. Okay, guys, see you next time. All right, guys, see you, take care. Have a great week. Bye.